hello ladies and gentlemen my name is jake kerr and this is another black ink podcast today we have all new audio equipment we've officially stepped up when i say we i have officially stepped up the game here at the black ink podcast i have the roadcaster pro number one not number two I have all these new microphone arms and pop filters and microphones and XLR cables and all of these things that I've learned just of late, which have all been thanks to the sponsors that I have on board. So I would like to make special mention to BRL Maintenance, which is my man, Brant. He is a maintenance home handyman specialist. This dude does all the jobs that you don't have time to. All right. So is there things around the house that you need to get to, but you're not going to be able to get around to it? Or maybe they're just outside of your skill and you need a professional to come in and get those jobs done. Brant is your guy, okay? He is a patch and repair damaged walls and ceiling specialist. This means they can come in, that little hole in the wall that you nicked from moving furniture, or maybe that ceiling that's detached from where the wall meets it and you need to regrout it or whatever. He is the dude who can fix this for you, okay? He does small paint jobs, small and medium paint jobs, and he does a little bit of tiling work as well. So perhaps that's tiling in the bathroom, that's a little bit of splashback action in the kitchen. Brant is your man who can help you out and get these jobs fixed, right? So if you're looking for someone to come and do some of those home handyman uh, jobs, tasks, and whatnot, Brant is your guy. You can find him on Facebook. The link is in the description below or on his mobile, which is 480 Double three one three nine two. Also, I'd like to make special mention to Dylan at DG Air Southwest. He has been in the industry for over 11 years, but just recently stepped out on his own two feet and started his own small business in the aircon space. So if you're looking for installing, oh, I'm a little bit lost in my words here, sorry. If you're looking for a split system, if you're looking for an evaporative, or if you're looking for a repair or a service or just a little bit of air conditioning knowledge, get a hold of Dylan. He's going to be happy and excited to help you in your air conditioning journey. And he just loves conditioning air. This is something you've got to understand about Dylan. He is such a badass when it comes to air conditioning. He's so excited to turn cool air into hot air and hotter into cool air. So when it comes to your air conditioning needs, speak to none other than DG Air Southwest. Dylan is your man. You can contact him directly on his mobile number, which he prefers, on 0407-719-208. Or you can find all of his social media information and links in the description below. Hit up Dylan. Tell him that Jake from the Black Ink Podcast sent you. And enjoy your air conditioned oh. and also last but not least let's not forget Owie's Garden and Owie's Garden Nursery I always say end nursery but it's just Owie's Garden Nursery now you probably haven't heard of, uh, of Owie's right okay come on Jake get it together and last but not least, I would like to make special mention of Owie's Garden Nursery. Now, you may or may not have heard of Owie's. And look, up until not that long ago, neither had I. Neither had I. Owie's are located behind the farmer's market, right? Not actually behind the farmer's market, but in that little dog leg behind the farmer's market that should link back onto the big roundabout, the Elup roundabout, but they don't. Uh, so you've got to... As if you're heading back towards Picton from the farmer's market, you turn right at the roundabout, you follow that dog leg all the way around and there at the end on the left. And it is a tropical oasis. I go there just to declutter my mind. I go and chill out for just a little bit. I like to take in all the, the smells and the sights and the atmosphere of being surrounded by all these beautiful plants. David and Ben have just recently installed all of these misters, which in these super hot days just adds that nice, cool, calming 
beautiful effect to the whole place. It's such an experience just going there and checking out all the plants I have on offer. The staff are super friendly. They're super helpful. If you have any questions about plants or if you're looking for, <clears throat> for some new plants for your yard, and I know they even offer a bit of a landscaping service where they can come and look at your place and see what plants will work and actually help with the process of putting those plants in for you. So if you are looking, let me, let me actually read this little bio that he gave me. This is beautiful. I like this. It's not just a regular garden center. It's a family business that started from a genuine passion for plants. The owners poured their heart and soul into creating a space where people can find amazing plants, great ideas, and get expert advice while wandering in a paradise within a city. And guess what? They also offer landscaping services. See, I told you, landscaping services. To help you create your dream outdoor space, or we can help with indoor installs too. With their expertise and dedication, emphasis on the dedication, you can trust that they'll bring your vision to life. Oh, and don't forget, they're open from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. from Thursday to Sunday, Hollywood hours, eh? Swing by whenever you can and let the friendly staff guide you through the amazing selection of plants. Can't wait to hear about your gardening adventures. And they're located at 36 Moreland Avenue, Glen Iris, right near the farmer's market. So head into Owie's, get yourself some good vibes, get yourself some plants, tell the crew that I said hello and be good to your mum, because this is a podcast with Ash from the Climb Collaborative. We had such a good conversation just regarding all things business. I seem to love talking about business lately. And I think if you once you listen to the podcast, you'll understand why. Ash is super motivated. She's super tied into her business and, and really like not treating it as a job, really treating it as a part of her life, which I really resonate with. And I really en encourage people who are in business to not kind of separate their work and their life to really kind of tie it all together and and have that really like fruitful and, and rewarding experience. So I hope you get as much out of it as I did. Certainly one, uh, this is the longest guested podcast that I've done to date. So hope you get out, get as much out of it as I did. I said that twice. Very cool. Anyway, here is our conversation. Ash from the Climb Collaborative. You're 30 in two months. 30 in two months. I actually had a meeting this morning and someone, when I said that I have three-year-old twins, they yeah. were they were like, you what now? How yeah. old were you when you have your kids? I was like, um, 26. Yeah. And they're like, how old are you? I was like, 30 in two months. Wow. No one believes me. Everyone yeah. thinks I look like a baby, but my brother and I both have baby faces. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it is a blessing. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Except I when I never take my ID anywhere because I never have a wallet and yeah. get asked for ID. Can never buy I alcohol. Swear, I swear, I <laughs> swear, I'm of age. I'm actually 12 years over the limit of yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I get it when I go out. I tell people like I'm 30, and like everyone's like, oh, 24, 25. Yeah. Then if I shave my beard off, oh, it's it's fucking game over. I look, I literally look like I'm early 20s. Yeah. Which is great now. If, if I don't wear makeup, I am a baby. Yeah. Yeah, fucking oh, that's <laughs> it. We should really not be complaining about this. So no, no, no. <laughs> oh, in like 10 years' time, I'll, I tell you what the main thing. This is so off 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 track but like yeah. i i am um, sunscreen under my eyes every day it's like Good one job. thing yeah i know if it's like one thing like my i've seen my nana go through it and my dad go through it but they get i'm not sure what it is but like i think they cut right under your eyes and then they cut here and then they like join them together oh. and you get like black eyes for six weeks but you also aesthetically look like you're meant the age you're meant to be yeah right so i'm like all right if i can call this 30 years out yeah i'm definitely gonna like sunscreen i really should just sunscreen my whole face i'm like that's the one part i definitely yeah because that's where i'm gonna I, age i first. love that instead of sunscreening your whole face you just do yeah well i'm i'm a i'm a businessman i'm busy i'm I got busy shit to do. i've got time for sunscreen over the whole well face. where do you go where do you stop so then you go okay i'll do the tops of my yeah. ears and the back of my neck i might just put on my arm 
what are we doing? Yeah, you're you know? right. You're not wrong. Not wrong. I'm very like, <laughs> well, it's funny, you know, I was listening to, do you, do you listen to Hormozy? No. Right. So Hormozy doesn't advertise at all, um, his podcast, but his, I think his aspiration is to build a billion dollar thing, he says. Yeah. And like the business that he's doing that in is irrelevant, doesn't matter. But he basically says, I wish that Musk and, um, you know, like Gates and everyone who's like billionaires yeah. documented the process, mm. but they didn't. So I'm going to do it for you guys. Yeah. He says, like, pretty much if you listen to the podcast, tell other people about it. But it's, like, perfect for people like us. Mm, so mm. I listened to one today and his uh, it was about the first five staff members that you hire. Yeah. And, it, and the point that he was making is you're essentially all you're doing is, like, you get good at all the jobs first, mm -hmm. right? Everything that falls under the banner of your business, you're like, I'm kind of a semi-pro in everything. Mm -hmm. And then you get someone in to do one or two or three of those things. I don't, they're not in sales. They're not in bookkeeping. But they kind of, like, get good at a few things so you can replace you so you get your time back mm -hmm. right so the job of an entrepreneur entrepreneur is literally like get good at something mm -hmm. employ someone to do that get more time back to then get good at something else yeah yeah it's bizarre yeah i might have to get the link from that yeah podcast for you oh. from you because that sounds very interesting every podcast is a level up yeah you know yeah. and it's like when you're like even listening to that and then you're like obviously you actualize it with your business and you go well, that's what I'm doing right now. Mm. I'm getting a guy and I hired him as a salesman. He's been yep. doing so much production stuff that he doesn't have time to be a salesman. Yeah. And I'm, I'm saying to him, well, it's kind of good because then when you go and sell the product, mm. you understand the process. And when yep. a customer says, oh, I might go with this position here or that, you can go, well, that's not going to work or that is going to work mm. or I'll point you in this direction because you've done that and you understand. And, and it's great because then it goes, well, if I know he understands that, then I don't have to teach him in that area. And I can use that time that I have now yep. to go get good at, making mud flaps or whatever yeah. it is, you know? Yeah, I um, when we first started the business, first thing we did, we actually did like a, a mentor course thing before we even started. So I think that was definitely a big tick for us. Like instead of just going, I'm, I'm, let's start a business, we yeah. found someone who did something simi similar to us yeah. and uh, actually did like a mentor course. And the thing that she was really big on was um, – She's like, everything that you do, write it down. Like, yeah. write down the process. She's like, it might seem so frustrating and so time-consuming, but eventually you're going to want to hire someone. Yeah. And it's a lot easier if you have a step-by-step -step process already created yeah. to give them. So, yeah, if you – like, and you're right, you become an expert in everything in your business, but then at least if you've got the list, then yeah, when you yeah. bring someone on – Here's the manual. Yeah, here's the manual. You can do all this. So, yeah. yeah. The systemizing of things – the systemizing of your business, I feel like – you get to a certain point where you go, okay, like this is a great example. I've got like four micro businesses, yep. right? And I'm in a position now where it's like, okay, I need to free myself up. Otherwise mm -hmm. I have a ceiling essentially. Mm -hmm. Like this is what I can do. I can only like sign right a car a week. I can make about 300 garments a week. I can make some stickers and that's it. Yep. But you get someone on, you go, sweet. Well, I know I can do all that. If you can do all that, I can then go out and get more work or we can figure out whatever it is. But the, the glue between those two steps is the system. So then you go, okay, here's, as we say, the manual. Yeah. You know, when you do this, we go one, two, three, four. Mm -hmm. And then it's not just the writing down at the start. It's the when you give it to them to do the thing, they'll show you all the gaps in it. Because mm. they might get to two and go like, oh, well, I didn't know that. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's not your That's not your fault. We just have to fix the system a little bit so that, you know, and then hopefully you give them responsibility to take control of the system. Yeah. Because then they're going to teach someone. Yeah. You know, ideally they're going to teach a team of people and – yeah. It's going to blow up. But 
Did you know when you start a business, you'd have to be a systems expert as well? Oh, and uh, um, you need like a management course in how yeah. to manage people. Leaders. I was lucky my corporate role put me through a leadership role yeah. uh, course. So that was that has been absolutely so helpful in my business. Like the things I was learning, I didn't think would be that beneficial. But as a business owner, yeah. honestly, having leadership skills, people management skills, mm. just being a good, being a like knowing how to manage people well and their expectations. Yeah. And like he said, like um, someone gets upset because they didn't know how, like, that's not their fault. That's on you. Like, yeah. You, yeah. yeah. So just all those kind of things. Um, yeah. When starting a business is mm. insane. There's just so many more avenues <laughs> that you need to know. Yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm realizing how influential hormones is because like, I've had like three things go through my mind just and I'm like, all oh, of them are like hormozy points. But I think one of the big things about business is you're growing yourself. Yeah. You're not growing a business. The yeah. quicker you can grow yourself, the vehicle is the business. And that's kind of the byproduct that benefits from it. You're like, oh, sweet. You know, I, I can now generate this amount of money through my business because of X, Y, Z. But it's only because you can kind of point and shoot from the top. Yeah. You know, because yeah. if you're a poor operator and... I, s I think there's a big line in the sand between small business that gets to 100k a year mm -hmm. and stays there mm -hmm. forever yep. for the rest of their lives. Like, sweet, I got my own business. I can have sick days. I can do that. Well, you don't really have a business. You have a job that you're the boss of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You get to that point and then you go, okay, I now need to scale this. Mm -hmm. Before I can scale my business, well, I need to know what scaling is. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's required, you know? And like, that's when I never knew leadership would be important. Now I'm learning that. Mm -hmm. you know, no one wants yep. to follow a leader that doesn't have a strong sense of why. No one wants to follow a leader that doesn't want to be a leader, yep. you know, and all these things. Yeah. But, yeah, fucking yeah, businessman. It is interesting you say that because um, one of the questions we got asked uh, was at the Young People in Business event. One of the questions Reese had asked me was, um, what's one thing you wish you did differently before you started your business? Yeah. And that, that was the thing. It was spending more time understanding how I could make the business scalable. Yeah. So when we first started it, we were like, this is sweet. Like our only, we didn't have a lot of expenses except my time. Yep. So I was like, this is good. We just get work. I do the work, we get the money. But yep. we didn't like, and that was kind of the business plan. But if we had to spend more time thinking about the future, what that was like almost eight years ago, if we had it like so we had maybe a five-year plan but what about a 10-year plan we didn't really think about yeah. making the business <coughs> scalable which is if yeah if you're starting a business like that's a hundred percent one of the tips i would give is well once you get to that point where you are earning enough profit that you're matching a salary that you would earn working yeah. for someone else then what yeah what like, comes next and obviously mm. it's different for everyone like i for some people that's that's perfect they don't they don't want more than that like yeah. and that's totally fine like my, my husband and i are on a very big like um experience is more important than money like phase yeah, yeah, at the yeah. moment we're talking about traveling australia and all this kind of thing for so, sure that's important yeah mm. yep um so yeah i guess it depends on you as a person and what your values are and what's important to you but yeah, so you, once you get to that point where you're not working for anyone else, you're earning the same amount of money, you can afford to live, yep. is that where you want to stop? Or if yeah. not, you need to think about that before you start your business. A clear sense of like yep. what the path looks like. Yeah. You know, I think actually, no, it's a clear sense of what the um, end result 
is similar to mm-hmm. and being not attached to the path. Yes. Like that's a really big deal is like, you know, I was I was going to be earning a million dollars a year by now. Yeah. I'm three years in. What the fuck happened? Yeah. You know, I'm still not hand to mouth, but I'm not far above that. Yeah. So I think that idea of like people kind of objectify what the goal is. You yeah. know, it's a red Porsche. It's like a, a five by two and Marston mm-hmm. Hill. It's this, that and the other. But it's like, I think a real sense of success is a mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's just liking who you are. Yes. It's liking what you do. It's yeah. liking your community. Yeah. It's like having a, having strong role models, being a strong role model for people to look up to you. Yeah. And it's like the money thing, if you do it right, is a byproduct. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? But I think when people get into business, they go, you know, like the without the goals, they hit that $100,000 year ceiling and they're like, fuck yeah, I made it. Mm-hmm. It's all good. You yeah. know, I've got, I've got a commercial property. We do this. You know, we operate. We do five days a week. We knock off early on Fridays. Great. And that is great. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. That's awesome. That's what you want. But I feel like the real entrepreneurs, the young ones who go like, I'm going to be a crypto guy or I'm going to start this business in, you know, detailing or whatever it is. It's like, very cool. Do the work. But also understand that like, if your goal is that real entrepreneur, like mogul, whatever it looks like to you, it's like understanding that that goal, you have to be able to make it identifiable. Mm -hmm. And like, you have to go like, okay, cool. If that requires me to think, like you said, 10 years in, in advance, I need to be the sort of person that thinks 10 years in advance. Yeah. I can't just be the guy who says, I want to be that person. Yeah. It's like, all right, you're now, from this day, you made that decision, you're that guy. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. yeah, and the practical steps that are, like, mapping everything out. Like, mm. um, the thing that I find the most valuable in goal setting, and it's something I learned in my leadership course, is um, action steps. So, okay, this is your goal in 10 years' time break it down into smaller goals and yeah. then what are the little action steps yeah, to every get day. to each goal that you can tick off each day or each week yeah. that, to get you there because, one, the satisfaction of ticking, <laughs> ticking off yeah, an action yeah, yeah. step and getting to that goal. But, yeah, um, yeah, what you're saying about, like, yeah, the goals and, yeah, it's okay to think I want to be like that but how yeah. are you going to get there? Yeah. Actionable goals is huge. Yeah, yeah. It's so big. Like if you're a runner and you're like, I want to do the however many minutes it takes to do a kilometre, it's yeah. like, yeah, sweet. Well, if you want to do that in a year's time, just knock off a second every week and then you'll be there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. then, yeah, you get to that like Friday. Yeah. I did check my Strava. I did it a second. I'm on track. Yeah. You do yeah. two seconds quicker. You're like, this is sick. You do one second yeah. behind, you know where you've got to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What's your method of setting goals? Like now, obviously, like I feel like, the the goalposts constantly move the more you learn oh yeah absolutely you know? they and they change all the time and um i never hold on to goals um i i said something um the other week um don't hold on to processes opinions yeah goals is another thing so tightly that they stop you from progressing yeah so just what i set i set goals Basically, as soon as I achieve a goal, I always at the end of the year think about what I want to achieve that year. I write everything down. I mm-hmm. write action steps of how I'm going to reach all of those things. Sometimes it doesn't happen, and that's okay. Yeah. Like I have things pivot and priorities change, and um, we had a really, really big year this year. Like lots of personal stuff happened, and I did have to push stuff out and yeah, pivot yeah. a little bit and really think about what was important to me in the business. And... Um, yeah, so I think at sitting down at the end of each year, looking back on what you've done yep. the previous year 
and then also looking at what is going to be important to you but not holding on to those things yeah, so yeah, tightly yeah. that they stop you from progressing because we progressed massively this year but in a different way than yeah. what I was expecting. 100%. So, because um, over the year, things changed. My goals changed. I had to pivot. Um, yeah. I think the... Uh the distinction between goal setting and not goal setting is step yeah. one. Oh yeah. Like so yeah. many people, they're just like, oh, I, don't, I don't know what happened. Like I just woke up one day and I don't have my twenties anymore. It's like, yeah, cause you weren't fucking paying attention. Mm. It's cause you didn't sit down at the end of every week. Like I reflect every day. Yeah. Like I have weekly goals, I have monthly goals, I have yearly goals. And it's like, yeah, it fucking sucks doing it. Mm. But then, you know, like I have, you know, I'm using someone else's words. Like I have an unparalleled success in my field at the moment because I'm doing the things that work, that they've tried and tested. You know what I mean? It's like I I literally wake up every day and say the same thing to the sky. Like, here's what I'm going to do. Here's how I'm going to do it. Here's who's involved. Here's what I'm going to give to have that. It's like, it's no surprise when things start happening. It's like, yeah, because I fucking planned it to. Yeah. You know? And you manifested it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that that's, everyone's a bit funny about the woo-woo manifesting, but if you believe something in the depths of yourself and you say, I am going to do this, that is manifesting and that is how you make it happen. Mm-hmm. The, the people that go, oh, I, and it, look, it's what we were talking about before, that imposter syndrome, like mm. you always doubt yourself, you always go, oh, can I do that? I'm a, but it's about talking to yourself in a way that you, I am good enough to do that, I can do yeah. this. And even if you don't believe it, you still say it, you still do it. Yeah, I, there's like there's two parallels I make. One's to religion, and I talk about it on the podcast all the time, so I'm going to mm. avoid that one. But that's okay. what manifesting is, is yep. prayer. Like, yeah, it's absolutely. very simple. Yep. So the other thing is, like, addiction. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever... Uh, have you ever smoked? No. Right, so I have... <laughs> I am a, I'm a victim of nicotine addiction. Yes, yeah, so I, is my husband, so I live it. <laughs> right, right. The crazy thing about nicotine addiction is, because I remember being a kid, I'm like, I'll start smoking just to prove it's easy to quit. Yeah, right. Right? I like I've always had that sort of like fuck you confidence. Yeah. So the thing I didn't realise when I was a kid is I thought it was like the voice of the devil telling you to smoke. Have right. another cigarette, have another cigarette. It's not, it's your voice. Yeah. Yeah. It's your voice. Yeah. The the parallel between being addicted to nicotine mm-hmm. and being a fucking winner mm-hmm. is it's both your voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that I tell sense. myself every day, like, yeah, you I'm a millionaire already doesn't matter about the bank balance it matters about like i think like a millionaire yeah. i operate like a millionaire when i'm trying when i'm go, oh let's do this thing we've got this concept here's how it's going to be it's like all right don't think about how we're going to afford it we're going to afford it mm. that's fine yeah right that, that, that's that's really actually not that important how you're going to afford anything it's like what are you actually going to do to get there yeah so when and like again kind of crossing this over to prayer it's like when you manifest, when you say these things out loud, when you like tell the world what you want, you create a, a spell by using words that you give to the universe and they're mm-hmm. going to give you physical things back. It's your voice. Yeah. So I know for the last three years, I've woken up and said the same thing over and over and over that I get to a point now where I'm kind of like, yeah, I know I'm going to win one day. Mm. You know, it's like, I'm so sure of it the same way that when I think about cigarettes, it's like one won't kill you. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. it's like that. I, I just think it's so interesting, the idea that people think they're not addicted to things when it's like, you think you're in control because you're telling yourself, yeah, I'm just going to have one more. It's like, no, that's the substance. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's exactly the same with, with manifestation. It's like, mm-hmm. you're telling yourself, but instead of it being a negative thing that's detrimental to your health, it's a positive. it only benefits your life. Yeah, you know? I love that. I, lo- I love that analogy. And I feel like a lot of people would find that really helpful as well. 
because there are a lot of people that kind of kind of are in that victim mindset and do feel like they have no control over yeah. their life and especially like especially now times are hard like things are expensive so and yeah I feel like having just knowing that like you have that control is yeah. really important mm-hmm. oh look I've woken up years in a row at three o'clock in the morning to go drive a truck for 12 hours and hated myself and said that times are tough and that this is this sucks yeah yeah it is and yeah. the slog to get out of that's really hard yeah. and then you get to a point one day where you don't have to do that anymore it's only got harder but now you're enjoying the pain yeah you know so i think that like and th- this is the thing like i don't i don't smoke cigarettes habitually now but like i'm going to an event in two weeks time i'm going to buy a packet of cigarettes i'm going to smoke one every single moment i want to mm. i'm not going to hold back just in case a packet runs out if it does i'll buy another packet mm-hmm. you know so i think it's like actualizing that voice in your head to understand that like a yeah life is tough yeah you know saying it's funny actually because creating those that my prayers that i you know that which is basically a positivity mantra that speaks about my goals that's as hard to do every day as it is to quit cigarettes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because the first thing I do when I wake up, I don't want to go pray, but I go pray. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. And it's funny because on the weekends I don't and I feel like I'm out of balance. Yeah. Having these days off and the actual result of it is like, oh, I'm kind of not tethered to my life these days. Mm-hmm. People live their whole life not doing this mm-hmm. and they wonder how their 20 slipped away from them because mm-hmm. you're not fucking doing the work. You're not paying attention. Yeah, you know? 100%. And you're listening to that same voice that's saying like, just have another energy drink. Just have another cigarette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know your job sucks, but you've got to have a job, right? Yeah. What are you going to yeah. do? Yeah. I don't know. Start a business, figure yeah. it out. <laughs> yep. Do something. Just yeah. do something. That's, Absolutely. yeah. And yeah, when we started our business, I talked about it for years. Like yeah. I really did. And um, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I ended up started talking about it so much that it. I got to a point and I was like, okay, well, this is going to happen because if like yeah it's right what you're saying about the voice in your head and saying well you're not going to do that and I'm like well I've got to just I've got to get up and go to work every day because like Mm. that's I went to uni and then the next step was getting a corporate job so that's what I have to do because yeah and you think that's just what you have to do we're justifying the step before every time yeah 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 but then I thought well if I'm talking about this so much I must I must want to do it. I must need to do this. And then I brought it up with Rosie and she was like, you have to do that. That's a really good idea. So it was just kind of like giving myself permission to go. Take that step. I I can do that, but I need to choose to do it. And I need to wake up every day and go, I'm a business owner. Yeah. Not just I'm doing a little hobby business on the side and I'm just doing this for. I get that. Yeah. I get that. I still have days where I'm like, you just slept in today. Yeah. Is that you? That's you? Yeah. You just slept in because you decided to and then you go like, yeah, I fucking did. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it was sick. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I also stayed up to one o'clock last night doing design work that I didn't enjoy doing, but I also did that. Yeah. You know? That's the other thing is um, I find so many people when they talk about starting their own business, I want to start my own business uh, because one, they want to make more money in their own time and yeah. have freedom yes they are all benefits and obviously it is your schedule is flexible but i'm not saying i didn't stay up till midnight every night last week because yeah, i had yeah, a big yeah. week yeah, so exactly and so, 
most of the time I really do love what I do. So yeah. it, it doesn't feel like work, yeah. but it, it is work. And sometimes I don't love it and you just have to do it. And yeah, 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 yeah. like you said about all the hats of owning a business, I've also got to do my accounting and like all that kind of, kind yeah. of stuff that comes with managing a business. There's, it's a lot of work. There's yeah. so much work that goes into it and it's not all about I run a business and I make it like I, I get to go to the beach every day yeah, and make yeah, it yeah. like heaps of money and blah, 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 blah. There's, there's so much little behind the scenes that you don't see waking up, checking emails every morning, Yeah, you know, like managing everything, giving up time with your family, like not yeah. going to bed. It never switches off. I believe that there's like this, um, right there, dog. I believe that there's a, uh, this thing where people talk about work-life balance. Like, I need a work-life balance if I've got a time I've got to be at work and a time I've got to go home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A work-life balance is like you're sitting down, you're negotiating the job, they're like, look, we need you for 50 hours a week, and you're like, I either need more money or less time at work. You know, that's a work-life balance conversation. You're in business. Mm. You're in your 20s and 30s. Just shut the fuck up and do the work. Yeah. Like, you've got so much energy right now and you need work-life balance. What are you going to do? Go play, throw a Fisbee in the park? Yeah. Would just... Just work. Just do the work. You know yeah, what I mean? And, like, yep. this is the thing. You want to – I really like um, – do you know Shaz? Yeah, yeah. So Shaz came on the podcast uh, a year ago, and she, like, either had just started or was just about to start. And I remember having this conversation with her, and she's like, I, I don't know about you, but I just want to keep going. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, you belong in business. A hundred percent. That's what that is. And also, if you're starting your own business – pains me when i see people say what's a good small business idea i can do from home that's not a good idea yeah no if you are starting a business you better be passionate about that do the business. thing you like doing yeah you gotta you might not enjoy every single second of it but you will love that business and that business is your baby you yeah. want that business to do well so yeah you might like yeah, people say to me all the time, oh, like when you don't have kids who are working, like all I do is do my business and have my kids. But I love those things. Yeah, like yeah, those yeah. things are what I want to be doing. Effortless. Like effortless. Yeah. And yeah, okay, I could go drinking, go down, drink wines at a winery and on the weekend and stuff like that. But, and it's good, good to do that every now and then. That's yeah. good, 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 you know, but... I think you need to be so passionate about your business, especially what you say when you're young, that that is what you want to do all the time. And you have a break from it and I miss it. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah, 100%. I even, I've just kind of got over this hump of like, so this, obviously you grow with your business and like I've went went through this stage where my partner was like, hey, you need to stop working on the weekends. Mm. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Mm. You're right. And I uh, listened to a Hormozy podcast not that long ago and he's like, hey guys, just so you know, like I'm telling you as your millionaire friend, fuck your weekends. Just keep working. If there's work to be done, just do it. Because unfortunately what happens is you spend Monday and Tuesday catching up on Saturday and Sunday. So your five day work week turned into three because you'd, yeah. right? Yeah. And he's saying uh, the, the analogy of a bloke who just got a new job and he goes, look, I need the first six weeks off. Mm-hmm. I know I've just got this job but I need these six weeks off. I had this thing booked in for six months and the boss goes, sure, I'll give you... I think it was like 105 days off, mm-hmm. paid. And he's like, 105 days, yeah, that, that works for sure. He goes, sweet, that's all of your weekends. Yeah. If you just work for me, that's all of your weekends in a year. Yeah. That's what you get paid to take off anyway. So I'll give them to you straight away. And he starts doing the maths. He's like, well, no, then I've got to work con- continuously sort of thing. Yeah. So then when you cross that over into being a business, right, yeah. say you get me in an alternate universe mm-hmm. and he's working five days a year and I'm uh, five days a week and I'm working just six. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. that means I get 50 days a year ahead of that guy. Yeah. Now you do seven days a week. And I'm talking about doing eight till four. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about we do the shopping on Saturday morning. Yeah. Saturday afternoon, you sit down, it's two o'clock, sweet. I'm going to go do some design, email, whatever, da-da-da, mm-hmm. have some dinner. I've got another couple of hours I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Well, you're now four or five hours ahead than Jake over here mm-hmm. who didn't do that. Yeah. And, in fact, now we're going to stack that four or five hours on a Monday morning before we get started. Yeah. You know, you're bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and you're like, fuck, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Compared to the guy who's like, oh, I just snuck in six hours on Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. and I'm prepared for the week. Mm-hmm. And when my staff walk in the door, I'm like, sweet, you're doing that, you're doing that. I've got to pop out to a meeting. Yeah. It's like, oh, now compound that over one month, compound mm-hmm. that over six months in a year. And all of a sudden, yeah, you're talking serious percentages in growth just by taking your shit seriously. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. all that is. And it, Yeah, and you're right. You don't need to pull it. In a, it doesn't mean putting in a solid eight hours on a Saturday. Mm. It's thinking, like, fitting things in where you can. Like, yeah. I, I don't, unless I allocate time to switch off, I'm always thinking about the business. Like, I'm yeah. always checking emails. Like, oh, it doesn't matter if it's a Monday or a Sunday or a Saturday. I am on top of what's going on in the business. Yeah. Um, like, I prepare every Sunday afternoon, I prepare for the week. I, I do on the weekends and I do have days where I set boundaries, especially yeah. I've got a young family. So it's yeah, obviously... You're in a different situation. They're, on, they're only young ones. So, yeah. um, but yes, I, the business has been going for eight years. When I started this business, I was working full-time in corporate and I was working yeah. till... So I would like wake up in the morning. At, I'm talking four. Like yeah, I'd yeah. wake up at four, get a bit of work done, go to the gym, yeah. go straight to my full-time job come home and keep working until 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. And I did that for a long time. Yeah, that's so real hours. I put in the hours and I I do, I also think that that's the reason the business was successful was because I started it yeah. around a full-time job because mm. I, one, I had the money to invest back into the business. So I see a lot of startups that don't get anywhere because they run out of money and they, whereas like for the first almost two years I think like I I wasn't making any money in the business anything I did make I was putting back into the business because I didn't need to live off it yeah and then the other side of that is I learned what hard work is yeah I learned how to manage time your value of a dollar is a dollar yeah yeah and and a value of an hour is an hour I can get up at four o'clock and get an hour's work done and I know like I know how much those extra hours add up yeah as well 100 percent yeah, I, I mean, the first two years, I'd say two years of uh, being... So, do you know much about the story of Black Ink? There's a coffee van for four years. I knew about... Yeah, the coffee van. Yeah. I knew about that. So, I sold the van, kept the name, and then I ended up being a truck driver. Yeah. Um, was driving road trains. That was like a job job. Yeah. You know? Um, I met my partner and I like... we Basically, the discussion started around just my dismay for being an ant. Mm-hmm. You know, I just wake up and I drive these trucks and I tip dirt and I go back and I get more. And it's just like, God damn, when does this end? When I die, is that it? Mm. And uh, I was like, all right, let's pull our money together. Had a full drive in a caravan. I'm like, let's just go. Yeah. The day we were meant to go was the COVID lockdown. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so we ended up living in Mandra. It's like house or like sitting a five-acre block, living in the caravan. And like the money was starting to run out. And like we left with 10 grand each. Mm-hmm. So it's like enough to get to the first town and being a truck driver, you can work anywhere, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm a jack of all trades, I can I make it work, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I uh got to a five grand and I'm like, fuck. 
Like, we need to make a plan, otherwise I'm just going to be a truck driver in Mandra instead of Bunbury. Yeah. That yeah. wasn't the plan. No, COVID didn't yeah. look like it was going anywhere. Yeah. So I actually had, like, a stint drop shipping. You know, drop shipping? Yeah. Yeah, so I did a stint drop shipping, and I realised, like, through the methods of learning how to market, because I learned how, like, Facebook advertising, how to use Illustrator, how to use Photoshop, how to talk to the camera, you know, how to test a product and all these things. And I was like, oh, I should be the, you know, instead of having someone else's product that I'm selling, I have a product already, Black Ink. Yeah. So yeah. let's do that again. And all yeah. of a sudden, it was like one day just all the pieces fell into place and I was like, oh, fuck fish finders. I don't care about fish finders. That's what, yeah. the, what I was selling. Yeah. And it's just kind of been uh, a continuous growth ever since then. You know, like I got to a point, I was outsourcing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I was learning the real ins and outs of organic social media use, mm-hmm. which is like probably the reason that you know of me now is because of my social media yeah. presence. Yeah. But the big thing was, was I, I realized that to, to rebuild my community that I had and to keep adding to it, mm-hmm. I just had to be front of mind. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to have a good product. No. I just had to be front of mind. And I realized that if I wake up at 3.34, which I was already used to with truck driving, it was in my vernacular to wake up early and work, and just sit there and engage, mm-hmm. like, comment, like, comment, Hashtag Bunbury, like, comment, local businesses, go to all their followers, like, comment, not follow. And just all of a sudden I had 700 followers to 1,000 to 2,000 to 3,000 mm-hmm. to 4,000. To And all that was was making sure that when you woke up, the top notification you had was from Black Ink, mm-hmm. Black Ink, Black Ink, Black Ink, yeah. Black Ink. And I'd, again, post, you know, Gary V, post three times a day, every yeah. day, whether yeah. it's photo, video, stories, whatever. Yeah. And now it's at a point where like, I kind of stepped away from that and I go, okay, that part has been done. Yeah. You know, I'd love to keep, love to keep growing. But the point is here, like that, the community that I have now, mm-hmm. hopefully will turn into a flywheel. Yeah. So I can post three times a week, mm-hmm. super valuable content that I know how to make, that I know what lands because I've tested my audience. I've tested my community. I know what they fuck mm-hmm. with. Yeah. And I make that, you step away from that and you go, cool. Now I know how to do that. What's the next thing to focus on? And then whatever I'm focusing on that, document that story through what we've learned in the waking up early and doing that all the time. And I've now realized that I actually get more, my cash flow is better from staying up late, doing whatever I have to do for the customer, waking up late, being more comfortable in my life, but creating stuff that's actually more valuable to the end user Mm -hmm. as far as content is concerned. But that whole idea of like, I never realized being in business was waking up at four o'clock and using Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. But yeah. it was at that stage. Yeah. You know? And it, it still is now. I feel like there's been a really big step back into in real life as yeah. well. So um, I was looking at something recently. So at the moment, I'm really big on like networking, public relations, right. because public relations is just your relationships in the public. Yeah. So Heidi Anderson says that. Um, I went to her event. So, like, I've been really, like, trying to think about every business I interact with. I'm like, what's your story? Because yeah. it's about storytelling. It's about – it's not your what you said about the business being the vehicle. It's about who you are and yeah. how you operate your business. And getting that out and networking with people, going to events, like, like you say, with liking and commenting on their stuff, yeah. building those relationships, but – and I've seen you've posted before about just being a good person. Yeah. That's what's important in business and building those relationships. So, yeah, yeah just, um, but uh, yeah, there's definitely, I feel like everything is so digital now yeah. and social media is kind of, the algorithms changed again. Like every, everything's just gone yeah. wild. So how can you get, be, get those connections with people and be a real person? So like, 
get to know people as a real person and let them genuinely get to know you and your values and things like that. And is that so you like you get up really early in the morning and you see what events are on in your area that yeah. um, your business resonates with and things like that. Also what you resonate with. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because, you know, you go to well, a good example is like I'm, I'm at the point now where I have enough clients or enough of a client base that I do business with people that share the same core values. Yeah. You know, because if they don't, it's like I know they're going to be hard to communicate with, they're going to be hard to negotiate with. If we have a conflict, it's going to be hard to resolve that conflict. Mm-hmm. But if like, like I had a I had a situation recently where one of the um, someone that I was getting to do work for me, like subcontracting that work out, we had like a, a problem with the product, mm-hmm. and it wasn't what I thought I was going to get. Mm-hmm. And it's like being able to just go and sit at that person's desk and say like, here's the product here's what I thought it was going to be and here's what it is and here's what the problem is. Mm. And them going like, yeah, it's cool. We'll just, we'll just fix it for you. Yeah. You know, and it's like knowing, I know now because I've been in situations literally the exact same. I'm like, here's a product. And they're like, cool, man, you paid for it. You've got the product. Can you get out of my office? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's like, I think, you know, rewinding it a bit going, okay, what are the things that I really like doing? Mm-hmm. Go and get involved with that more. Because then you're going to meet people who like doing what you do. Mm-hmm. And typically speaking, they're going to have similar values. Yeah. And in that, if you end up doing business with them, win-win. Yeah. Win-win. Yeah. You know? And it's like, uh, you know, you get single friends like, oh, I don't know where to find someone. It's like, go do shit you like doing. Yeah. Then you might meet someone who likes doing the same shit you do. And then guess what? You're about to do it together. Yeah. Oh, my God. Exactly right. Exactly right. Mm. Very interesting. I think uh, one of the one of the real, like, with, with that event on Friday, you know, I actually, I, because I went on my push bike, I went there mm-hmm. and then I was like, ah, fuck this crowd. I, I don't want to be here. Friday night. I've had a long week. I don't want to do it. And I did a lap of town and then messaged Jack Manoni. I'm like, can you meet me out the front? I'm, I'm coming back. I'm actually going to come in. And it's funny. The conversation I had with myself is like, look for, like, go and do that because that's more powerful than doing a post. That's more powerful than whatever, you know, actually interacting with people and letting people see that you are contributing to that micro you know community to that culture Mm -hmm. and then you know has led to you coming on the podcast today so it's a great example yeah and and that's that's exactly what it is like that's I don't know what this chat was meant to be about I keep bringing it back to business and like how you can benefit your business it seems to be what I do sorry um but yeah it's just networking and meeting people not behind not hiding behind your business and your Mm. screen and um I I kind of pulled myself up on that and realised I was doing it and that's why I'm trying to get out more and, like, yeah. obviously I had very, very young kids so it wasn't very easy to leave the house but yeah. it's starting to get easier now and I'm like, well, the amount of people I was meeting who were just, like, I was getting clients through the website or Facebook and they didn't even know I had kids and yeah. I was like, these people don't know me at all and mm. I, I feel like I'm a pretty good person. I, yeah. I want people to. I want people when they come to me to know that they're coming to me because they want to work with me yeah. and they know who I am. And I think um, as a business owner, that's so important is putting yourself out there. And yeah, going going to those events. Yeah, it's really hard. It's, yeah. It is. It is hard. Networking is the hardest thing to do, yeah. especially going there on your own with when you don't know anyone. Um. I took my husband and I we did, well we ended up knowing people there but yeah. I didn't know anyone except Reese um, and yeah it was it's it's really hard to just make conversations with people but yeah. you never know what is going to stick and what is going to stand out and like 
I didn't even talk to you there, but I saw you there. And yeah. just seeing you gave me the push to, I'd been meaning to message you for yeah, ages. Yeah. I'm like, this guy, like, obviously we're really big on local community and you do heaps of local Bunbury stuff, local yeah, community. Yeah. And I always see lo- you're like, I saw you Jake for Bunbury. Like, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you know, I'm like, I was like, yeah, perfect. I love local community. That's what we're so massive on. And just seeing you there was yeah. the push that I needed to message you yeah, and yeah. say, hey, it was so good to see you there. Sorry I didn't get to have a chat, you know. Yeah, yeah. The, so putting yourself out there in the public and – um, building relationships is that's that's how you grow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was bummed I missed that. That one was so good. Mm. It was really good and it sold out straight away. Yeah. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure because um, Rory actually messaged me and said, "Do you want to come to this event?" I hadn't even heard of it, yeah. but I think I need to pay more attention to what's going <laughs> going on. Pretty busy, but um. Oh, that's pretty. That whole thing I didn't even realise was happening. No. The one before was at the Rose or the one before that was at the Rose. Oh, really? That's where I met Jason. There you go. He was on the last podcast. It's such a good initiative. Yeah. Like young people in business is such a good initiative, especially in Bunbury. Yeah. But, yeah, so I walked into that event and that was kind of where I realised that a lot of people, like, didn't know much about me, who I was as a person. Because yeah. a few people said to me, oh, the Climb Collaborative, I've seen that before. And it's like what you were saying about, oh, like, they, they know who you are that from, like, that knowledge. peripheral knowledge. Yeah. So that kind of made me go, oh, oh, people do know about Very my... Cool. Yeah, 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 that's a pretty cool feeling. People yeah. know about my business. But, yeah, then I kind of was just like, well, what's the next step here? Because, like, I feel like I, I, w- I want to get who I am across more as, like, as a person yeah. and want to kind of move more in that direction and hide behind the business a little bit less but i lost track of what i was saying there anyway um, i think the uh there's this there's this cons- like when you go into business i think or when people look at business from the side or, f- or from outside mm. they kind of go like well how do you ramp this up as quick as possible yeah you know and i think it's easy to go like well now i'm here and all these people know about me how do i convert them yeah how yeah. do we monetize them yeah and yeah. i think that is the dragon yeah like yeah. never look directly into the sun that's looking directly into the sun if you go okay all these people know about me Mm. like how do i keep adding value to them yeah now you know about me it's like well where do i fit into your business i don't want to make money off you but Mm. what what one of my skills would help your business the most yeah and can i give that to you for free yeah yeah you know and if that's a 15 minute phone call fuck yeah i'm free after this yeah yeah so i think when you do that and like i feel like i'm constantly trying to hold back black ink Mm -hmm. because if i had if i had just ran with the first good idea that worked it's, this would have been totally different now mm-hmm. and i'm having all the fun in the world yeah you know it's like as long as we have enough money to buy your shopping and to pay the rent and do it like we win yeah we win that's yeah. a millionaire's mentality yeah you know, i got a fucking convertible that's worth two thousand dollars that's sick i don't need the fifty thousand a hundred thousand dollar porsche yeah we're good to go you know yeah 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 so i think that like the idea of being able to and again i'm kind of contradicting what i'm saying because i didn't want to go to this event but mm. also going into that event and going like all right, we're here now. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. it might be a bit rough to go have a conversation with that person. Go have a conversation with that person. Yeah. You know, and this is actually right before we had that little pause there. I was thinking about this. You know, I always use the analogy of doing wheelies, right? So yeah. I've just learned how to do wheelies as a 30-year-old man on, on a push bike, right? Perfect. In the past 12 months, it's one of those things where like my whole life I've just wanted to be able to do wheelies. Yeah. And now I can do them so well, so well. But you, you know what it took? 
a million wheelies, yeah. a million attempts. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, you see these guys with big muscles. They weren't born like that. They lifted up weights a million times. Yeah. Yeah. And they're still lifting up weights. Yeah. And people go like, oh, you're, you're a naturally good speaker. You're a great communicator. Yeah, I wasn't before I, I started practicing. Yeah, And I continue to practice. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and that, yeah, that's – I've found my train of thought again about like, yeah, going into these events, you – you, it's not easy for anyone and you go in mm. there and you – I find there's, there's two kind of people in those events. There's the ones that um, go in there thinking – what can I get out of it? Yep. And then there's going in there thinking, what can I put into it? And But going too far either way is not good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So sometimes I go into those events and I'm like, all right, I'm here for a reason. I'm here for the business. So i got to talk to all these people and like give them all this value. And like, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. great, isn't it? Like you, I want to help everyone here and I want them to know that I can help them and I want to, I want to support their business and all this stuff, but sometimes you just need to take a step back and be there and be present and you're just going there to connect with these people and it doesn't matter if you have something to offer them or not. Yeah. And then the same thing, if you're going in there going, what can I get out of this? And you're like, okay, well, I need to talk to this person because I could probably get this out of that. Yeah, I need to make that contact. Yeah, I need to make that contact where you could miss out talking to this person who could be really valuable to, to you. So... Like, yeah. I think the runs on the board idea as well, like if you go to like, say, right, I'm going to go to 52 social public events this year. So it's like one a year, uh, one a week that I've got to get out to and kind of be there. I think one thing I learned having that sort of mentality where even when my social skate, Mm. like twice a week I rock up. Yeah. Rain, hail or shine, I rock up. Yeah. Because you learn as much at the one where it's windy and raining Mm -hmm. and no one's going to go. No one was ever going to go. Yeah. But you pull the big white van up with black ink all over it. Mm -hmm. And then six months from now, you have someone say, like, I remember seeing you at 5.30 on a Monday pulled up and the, the rain's going sideways. Yeah. And you were there. Yeah. Well, in that moment when I was there, did it feel like I was adding value? Did it feel like I was learning anything? No. And then yeah. six months later, you have someone reference that and you're like, oh, my God, everything's important. Yeah, everything. Everything is important. Everything. How you show up is so important mm. in personal life, business life, everything. Mm. Oh, that actually reminded me a little bit um, before. So, like, uh, I've been kind of – I had this common thread that's been coming up over and over lately. It's that we are the average – you know, we're the average of the five people that surround us. We're yep. only as good as the advice that we get, yep. that sort of thing. And it's um, – you say, like, your boys are only this age once, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think one really important thing there is that if you're working hard, mm-hmm. the likelihood of one of or both of those boys, probably both being identical twins <laughs> – being hard workers, the probability's gone through the roof. Yeah. Because mum's a hard worker. I have no doubt dad's a hard worker. Yeah. That's why you have similar interests because you're like, you don't have one person saying like, you need to chill out. And the other person saying like, no, I don't. You have two <laughs> he, people going he like. He does tell me to chill out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but, but to the but point yeah, where it's I like, you, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think where it's like, you know, my mum and dad are both extremely hard workers and that's yeah. maybe not at all scared to work hard. Absolutely, It's yeah. almost an expectation Oh, yeah. You know, I tell Dad, called me at 8 o'clock this morning and he's like, you sound a bit rough. And I'm like, I just woke up. You know, I stayed up till midnight last night doing this shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I kind of deserves a sleep in. And you're like, for fuck's sake, man, what do you want me to sleep four hours and keep going? You know, it's like that hard work mentality is instilled. Yeah. Oh, my parents have the same hard work mentality. Yeah. My dad worked out at Muja uh, for Synergy like 30 years. And yeah. yeah. 
worked so hard. He went back to uni at like 45 or something, did a business management degree because he was like, well, I'm at this level, so what's the next thing? Right. So having some those people around you that always always are like, you can do good and you can do better. Yeah. Yeah. And then that blueprint has fallen onto you. Mm. That blueprint will fall onto your children. Yeah. And then hopefully, you know, that's. I know this is talking like generationally, you know, we're talking before about having a five-year plan and a 10-year plan. Yeah. All of this is for my kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like all this is generational thinking. I'm trying to build, A, I'm trying to build the gentleman it takes to be a father. Yeah. I'm trying to build the bad motherfucker it takes to teach them really important things, you know, yep. that go beyond just like, you know, be a good person, get a job, be a part of the system. It's like, no, nah, take over the world. Yeah. You don't, yeah, well, that's... That's a hundred. That's the big thing. Is me and my husband have been talking about a lot. Is like, because he works for a big company. Like he's worked his way up, like um, in his field. Yeah. But now he's like, well, I just feel like a part of the system. Like I'm mm. going to work, 50, 60 hours a week. Like, there's got to be more. Yeah. Like I don't want to do this for the rest of my life and go. Well, like what? You know wh- yeah. where. What happened? Where? Yeah, what's you know, next? I never stopped. I, ne- I just worked to pay the bills and do all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we've been thinking like, okay, well, like once he finishes this contract, this is a really good job. Do we, we've already got a investment property in Perth. Do we sell that? Do we yeah. buy a caravan? Do we travel around? I can work from anywhere. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've yeah. got a portable mobile business. Yeah. And he... He can work from anywhere as well. He is smart. He has drive. He can talk to anyone. Like, mm. so we're like, how do we use our skills to like create a life that we want to live and that you get excited about? Yeah, you get mm. excited about. Um, it's not saying he won't go back to doing that big job, but like, no, fuck that job. Yeah, fuck that job. How how do you how do you make things work for you? So. What, what can we – we've worked so hard to get to where we are. Even having an investment property, we feel so lucky that we work so hard to get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, of course. But, yeah, like now – so what, we're just paying two mortgages and going to work every day to make sure that we can afford to live because the cost of living and mortgage rates and everything just yeah. keeps rising. What's so your investment property for? Yeah. What's, what's your idea? Well, it, like – when we first, it was our first home. We built it, and we'd planned on being in there a lot longer. But it was in Perth. Yeah, we we're living up there. I was working corporate, so our lives are on this different, very different tangent. I was working corporate. I was going to move into a management position. And then I fell pregnant with twins, yeah. and we're both from Bunbury. And I was like, "Well, I, we need family support. Is, yeah. I can't. We can't have twins in Perth. Like yeah. this is wild." And then. Um, yeah, so we came back down here, moved into um, a granny flat in the back of my at my mum and dad's house. Gangster. Yeah, yeah. so good. <laughs> well, it was actually my dad and uh, my dad, my dad, my father-in-law, and my husband turned the shed into a granny flat wow. for us to live in. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So because we were like, and that was COVID. That was so yeah, and then um, we. Uh, we lived there, I think we lived there at mum and dad's for like eight months, saved up, like, and then bought a new house. So th- down here. Okay. But now we've got the one in Perth. And the idea was to keep that for the kids. One day, if they want to move to Perth, they want to go to uni, yep. you know, like, it's really good to have. It's really helpful for them. But it's like, well, also, 
what experiences are helpful for them like traveling yeah, yeah. around australia that's helpful for them so yeah absolutely but yeah we don't know yet we'll obviously wait and see how we go and what we're going to do with that but yeah oh, and there's so many elements when you're talking about something like that because there's so many things that you can't guess like if we have another like round two of covid shutting everything down it's like well that changes the, the dynamic of everything yeah yeah yeah, yeah i feel like <clears throat> I don't know. I'm. Uh, I have. I think right now, like twenty thousand dollars of super in my account. Yeah. And I like you know talking to. I used to call them like sensible old heads. Now mm. I just call them people who are institutionalized by democracy and capitalism. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But you know that they, they say like, oh, you know, especially people like I'm not saying my dad in particular now because I feel like I've infiltrated his thought, his thinking so much that he doesn't have that opinion anymore. But let's say my dad saying like, you know, what are you doing about your super? My skills are my super. Yeah. Like, if I keep doing what I'm doing, the compounding growth I've had just in three years, Mm -hmm. by the time I'm 60, who the fuck cares about super? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll just, just, you know, like, this is the thing. Like, at the moment, if I kind of delve into this idea, at the moment I'm doing deals that are worth between, say, $1,000 and Mm $5,000 per client that I talk to, right? Mm -hmm. This time last year I was doing, like, $100 to $300 deals, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So if we just look at that, and say, right, if I just stay on that growth, mm-hmm. right, I'm going to be doing deals that are worth hundred dollars to $300,000 in another, let's be, you know, conservative, five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm 35. Yeah. I'm doing $100,000 deals. Yeah. So I'm 45. I'm yeah. doing million-dollar deals. Yeah. I'm 55. Yeah. Right? So, and I know that's like, all right, you're betting on yourself. Yeah, I bet on myself. That's what I do. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've done it for three years now and I've seen a constant amount of growth and it's like, even then, relying on like, oh, so you think you're going to be doing T-shirts? Well, no, I didn't think I'd be doing fish finders either. I didn't yeah. think I'd be doing marketing. I didn't yeah. think I'd be doing sign writing. Right, no, yeah. Everything is just a step to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So then you go, okay, cool. Unfortunately, the hard thing to do, the hard, the, the hard like accepting part of that is, is you have that thing where you wake up every day and you go like, oh, I'm the guy who's doing this. Yeah. You know, I'm the one who's like actually betting on myself and hoping that this all works and I don't have that thing to land on you go okay cool well let's take the investment property in, into consideration you go well right now we have that security mm-hmm. but if we get rid of that security and we go and chuck that money into the abyss into the experience into the like hope that that's a better payoff than what that investment property could have been mm. and heaven forbid you look back in 25 years and you go it's worth 1.7 million dollars now <laughs> but that's the risk isn't it that's so, the risk yeah yeah and to risk it all is to truly fucking live isn't it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's and like that's yeah. a reality. Yeah, and do you know every I feel like every every risk if you're doing something that's outside of your comfort zone, you are only going to grow from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just throwing like when I they wanted me to go back to my corporate role, the twins were 10 months old. I already had this business. It'd been running for 3 years. Yeah. So the risk was like so I had well, it wasn't ever really an option for me. The kids weren't sleeping, they still don't sleep. Yeah. Um but commuting to Perth like with 10 month old babies no i was like it's no i have to resign yeah so but then do i get a part-time like do i get a part-time job for another company down here so that like i can help like or do i bet on myself yeah throw myself 100 percent into the business mm-hmm. and hope to god that it, that it works, works. Yeah. and like lucky i had nathan was very supportive about that as well he was like no like you do your business like and obviously obviously we don't just throw ourselves into risks and not think about it you talk about it a lot you talk about the like 
okay, how's all this going to work? So can, if I'm doing this, how, like, can we afford to live off me doing that? Like, yep. And you have to, like, look back and look over everything every year and is this still working? And if it's not working, okay, do we need to consider doing, like, you know, you have to consider, obviously, yeah. being being open to doing other things, but also I was I was dead set this is going to work. Yeah. I Never in my mind did I think... This is a maybe. Yeah, this is like I've got this little business and maybe I can get it to work. In my mind, I was like, this is going to work. I'm a business owner. I run a successful business. I've been doing it for three years. I know what I'm talking about. And and anything I don't know, I'm going to keep learning. And I'm going to keep learning every day and training myself to be better and help my clients and support them. Right. I think yep. you're in a pretty advantageous position to have a business behind you with three years worth of data. Absolutely. Three years yep. worth of growth. You're like, yep. oh, here's a bunch of stuff that I know doesn't work. Here's a bunch yep. of stuff that does work. Yep. Here's, here's where there's a bit of money. Here's where there's a bit of community. I always go back to the metaphor of like, okay, if you're in a position where you've got a good idea yep. and you've got your job at the moment, which is paying round numbers, $100,000 a year, you're yep. comfortable, yep. you know, you've got your outgoings, whatever, but you're comfortable. You go, oh, should I do this business or should I... Do it on the side. Should I get a part-time job and do it 50-50? Should I get a day a week and just know that my expenses are paid? I look at it as in right now, you give 50 hours to someone else, mm-hmm. right? If we take those 50 hours back and I just said, all you have to do mm-hmm. is find a way to generate $100,000 mm-hmm. with those 50 hours, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. we've gone from you don't have the security of a job, but you have 100% of your life. Yeah. You got all that time back. You got all yep. that energy back. All that bandwidth, caring about Kim and the smoker room, or caring about not getting to work on time, or not liking your boss, or not liking the job. Like you get all of that bandwidth back yep. and the time. Yeah. And now from Monday, when you wake up at six o'clock on Monday morning, you have the entire fucking week to figure out how you're going to generate mm-hmm. twelve hundred dollars for yourself. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right? Yep. And then if you sprinkle in a little bit of like, well, I like buying and selling. Yeah. Or I like working with my hands. Yeah. Or I like being in the community or I like this. Yep. Well, now you've got to step ahead, you know? Yeah. So being in a position where like you had a business, you had something established, you've yep. already got an ABN, you've already got a website, you've already got something that works, mm-hmm. even if you've got nothing. Mm-hmm. Now that I know what I know, it's so easy to say, but I just say it so many, so much to people that are in that position when they're like, oh, I don't fucking know. It's like, you should have started yesterday. Yeah. You should have told your boss, boss to go fuck himself. So you burn the bridge. Yeah. And like, I mean, I even let my high risk tickets expire without renewing them because I'm never going to drive a forklift again. Yeah, yeah. Fuck driving a forklift, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's like the sooner you can actualize that that energy, that mm-hmm. time, that bandwidth that you have mm. is better spent on your thing, even if it means that you're going to be in, in debt for the next five years. Yeah. Who cares? Because after that, the shit that you get in return. Yeah. Like the not just the money, the community, the character you've built, the understanding of yourself, the yeah. connection and... Uh, what's it called? The the tethering to your own life, mm-hmm. where you're not out of control. Yeah, you know. And knowing knowing that you are probably going to be in debt for five years, like yeah, as accept well, it, like accept it, accept it. Mm. It's all a part of the growth. And if you stick with it, you will get there. Yeah. You if you go out and you talk to the people and you do the marketing and you like if you commit and do all the things and know that you're taking those steps every single day in all of those hours that you have, yeah. you will be successful. Maybe not straight away. It's not going to happen in a week. It's not going to yeah. happen in a year, but it will happen. Yeah. You just need to stick with it. I, like, I think I, I only started taking like a wage from the business in the last 18 months. Yeah. We've been eight years. Yeah. Like obviously there was a little hiatus in the middle. We popped out a few twins, but like 
18 months yeah, yeah. I've taken money from the business. It, before then, everything else, I was like, well, how can I use this money? Like, it's not, we weren't, like, I wasn't going on really expensive holidays and, like, mm. we went on one, one big holiday in, like, this long amount of time. Because that money, I wasn't thinking of money I made in the business as profit for me to then spend and go buy Chanel shoes and yeah, like no, cocktails no, no. on the weekend. The money that I was making in the business, I think of that as, okay, what can I use, how can I use that yeah, to yeah. then better grow the business? And yeah, once I got to a point where I was like, okay, the business is thriving. Yeah. Now, now I can start like taking a profit from the business using, yeah. it, you know, things like that. The only thing I care about spending money on is, is like bike parts, hot wheels in my business. Yeah. And the good thing about that is like bike parts and Hot Wheels aren't that much. Yeah. You know? You know for me, it's coffee. That's the only thing. As long as I can afford a coffee, I'm Yeah, good. it's all good. Like, as long as I can buy an overpriced coffee once or twice a day, every day of the week, <laughs> we're good. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's um that's a really big thing. You go like, oh, I make $100,000 so I can get a jet ski and this bullshit that doesn't matter. Who cares about it? Yeah. Oh, material things. I, oh, I can't. I just... If, like, if the... Re- uh, obviously, if you value like something like that and that's going to benefit your life, go for it. But if I feel like, like you, sh- you have your things that you love and spend yeah. your money on that. Like you don't need to spend your money on everything and anything and just to have the best of the best, you yeah. know. Anyway, I could go on about that for ages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know one, one example I always dwell on is I've had three pairs of shoes since I started back up. Yeah, right. And they've been the same. So, like, literally the only reason I have to get new shoes is because when you're doing wheelies, you're gripping the pegs really hard and it makes holes in your shoes. Yeah. But I've had the same vans three yeah. times over. Perfect. It's like they, they, I can literally wear them with everything. Yeah. They're really hardy. And yep. also, like, when i got to replace them, they're 99 bucks. And trust me, I, I begrudgingly, whatever the word is, I never want to hand over the money for those shoes. No. Because that's 100 bucks I can spend on my business somewhere. Yes. You know? Yeah, 100%. It, it's such a bizarre thing that, like, I've got friends that are in – mountains of debt mm. working jobs that they hate mm. their re- relationships falling apart because they live in this life of silent desperation where they probably don't even like the people that they're with anymore because they don't spend any time with them because they're always at work paying for shit that they don't really give a fuck about but it mm. gives them some sort of social status in an instagram post yeah i know oh my goodness yeah what is that yeah yeah we all get tricked all at once and everyone's fallen fallen for it i know i like the biggest thing we ever like was pay off your debts like we only have mortgages that's it we don't have any loans we don't have car loans we paid it all off because if you can't afford to own something you shouldn't have it yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, 100% and what does having that $800 pair of shoes what does that give you like Mm. like what does that what do you get out of that like I understand that people do like nice things and like the value. No, no, no. even that. They're yeah. confused. Yeah. They're like, confused. What, yeah. What what do you what purpose does that have? It's a in misappropriation life? of value. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. You know, and like I if you go to the eating at a restaurant model, right? Yeah. So it's like, oh, you know, you go out and you get all dressed up and you sit at a table and shit's uncomfortable and you eat food that you don't normally eat and it's richer than food you normally eat. you go home you've got a stomach ache and you're like i paid 200 bucks to feel like shit mm, yeah you know like yeah. date night is kfc and rick and morty let's go yeah you know because <laughs> yeah it's tried and tested yeah every time it works yeah you know and then this thing of like 
I don't understand going to a restaurant to wear clothes that you don't normally wear that are probably going to be uncomfortable to get the food that you don't normally fuck with just for the sake of saying that you went to a restaurant. Yeah. yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then like... I, I, I might have to disagree a little bit there just because I'm a big foodie. So okay. I probably do like the food. Yeah, but, but that's the thing. That's, that is something that you do like. It's a that's special all. treat right. as well. Right. It's not... I have all this money, so I'm going to go. I need to go to the rest, like go out for drinks and cocktails and blah 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 every week, and yeah. I need to wear all, the, all these clothes and stuff. Like, there's balance, you know. I think the the example I'm making is more like, and I wouldn't call Bucks a restaurant. Actually, I think Bucks is a restaurant. Yeah, it's Bucks a do- is a restaurant, right? Yeah. And that that's one of those things where, like, a hundred percent, I'm happy to pay. Like, if that's a seventy dollar outing for yeah. you know me and Dad and Riz or whatever, it's like fuck yeah, worth every cent. Yeah. Yes, agree. But then it's like, oh, we're going to go to Perth for the night to go to this particular restaurant that has a great Instagram page. It's like, no, nah, that I don't resonate with that. Yeah. I don't no. resonate with that at all. Yeah, I know. I, I, I feel like I did. I definitely, when I was younger, I reckon I went through that phase of it's you're trying to get, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You're trying to get like value and from from being somewhere yeah like yeah you're trying to get happiness and value from going somewhere because it looks like you should go there and everyone's going there look if you go there and don't take a photo you're allowed yeah but yeah. if you, first time you post it on instagram fuck you you're not doing it for you yeah you're not doing it for the food yeah exactly you know? and yep. like you take something like milky lane yeah milky lane is established on making shit that's instagram worthy yeah it's like their tagline yeah like every, it doesn't matter what angle you take a photo in in that place. Yeah. Whether it's a food, the table, the setting, the staff, whatever, it's all for Instagram. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's like the people that get dressed up just to take photos for Instagram, like people who have photo shoots to post on Instagram, like go back to fucking work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what? Are you, who are you yeah. advertising to? Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like obviously in that in that context, I mean, on a, in a greater view, it's the meat market of the world. That that is yeah. that is the pub on a Friday night. Now it's like yeah. you open up the list of all the potential partners that I can have. So if I'm going to be a potential partner for someone, then I better I want to look my best. You know, so I'm going to make up and photo shoot and this and that. Yeah. But I feel like I'm I'm like one of the few people that's like looking at people doing this, and it's like, what is going on? This is a mental illness. Mm, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, because I know that I did use... Where, when I was younger, like, it was about where you were and, like, mm. what you were wearing. And, you know, that was such a massive thing. And I feel like in business, as you get older, like, your priorities change. And yeah. I think, yeah, now there's... Yeah, there's, it just... It seems, it seems wasteful. Yeah. Like, the time, the money, when, like... Does, does that actually make you happy? Is that what you want to be doing or are you mm. just doing it and wearing it because you think that that's what you should be wearing or doing? Look, I'm, I'm, I'm the biggest contrarian because I'm saying this because I've, I've grown through a phase of that being important to me. I think everyone did. That's it's, the it's, point. That's and the point. Do you know what? For like, people think that as a teenager that you go through it then. Mm. It's not. It's early 20s. I reckon yeah, yeah, early yeah. 20s for me was... And you're talking about like you wake up and your 20s are gone... I don't remember the first half of my 20s. No, not at all. first half of my 20s was so confusing. And I think, mm. I can't, how old was I when we started the business? I'm not sure, but that's when I think I really started to figure, figure stuff out. Before then, I was just doing things because it was the right thing to do or yeah. what I should be doing. It's almost not like because an autonomy. It was, yeah, it was, mm. yeah, autonomous. It was what everyone expected you to be doing. And 
what you where you should be going and what you should be wearing and you were just going with it because that's what everyone was doing yeah yeah again i mean we go back to you know you're the you are the average of your five closest people in mm. your life you mm. know and you go back to these times and you're like who was i hanging out with and it's like oh I got tattooed because I was hanging out with these people. I wore all black because I was hanging out with that person. I got into Harleys because of that. I got into cars because of that. And yeah. now yeah. you talk about the five closest people to me, business owner, business owner, business owner. And yeah. of course, yeah. when you're constantly talking to like people that I perceive to be on the same level, a few there's a few people that are like, I don't say they're just doing less in business than what I'm doing. They're not below me. They're just doing less than what I'm doing. Yeah. And then people that are doing more than what I'm doing mm. and having that spectrum. I don't have anyone that we sit down and talk about the weather. Yeah. I don't yeah. have anyone that we talk about the football or other people or other people. It's, it's we that. talk about ideas. We yeah. talk about the future. We talk about like, what's this and micro. Our lives. Yeah, yeah. 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 Not other people's lives, not what other people are doing, right. your life and how you're going to get to the next level right. and your, what you're doing to better yourself. And exactly. Yeah. I you agree. Know, Jason walked in, uh, for the podcast last week and the first thing he said and this is such a great like microcosm of what being a business in is like uh what are the pain points of your business at the moment mm. and like the joy that i had in me to, to answer that question was like oh i thought I, I thought no one would ever ask me that i'm so excited to tell you what's been going because we're, we're constantly analyzing yeah you know yeah. like fuck i like at the moment i'm really going through this big I didn't realize until like two days ago, I'm having a real big problem with how I communicate with particular people. Yeah. Right. And I'm now at a point where I'm asking my mentors like, Hey, when you face with this particular form of communication, how do you deal with it? Never thought I'd be the person that would ask that question. What the mm. fuck are we talking about? Yeah. But to have Jason come in and ask me that rather than like, Oh, what's been going on? You know, yeah. like how are you? It's like, no one gives a fuck about how I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? No one. Yeah. Look at my Instagram. That'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. What's your pain points in your business been? Bro, let me give you a hug. Thank yeah. you for asking me. Here's what it is. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's huge. Yeah. So when you look at like that pinball machine of being in your 20s, mm -hmm. of just like floating from like, you know, for me, it was like dubstep events and partying and doing drugs and... Mm -hmm having a coffee van, how I tripped and fell into having a coffee van. I never, I never like aspired to be a business owner, but I always wanted to have a little bit of control. And it was like a coffee van popped up and my dad was like, that's a good idea. And I was like, oh, it's a good idea then. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden I was like two years in, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm a fucking business owner. Yeah. What happened here? Yeah. You know? So I think the intent that you get from being a business owner, you know, it ties into your goal setting and it ties into yeah. going like, oh, I like this part of my life and I yeah. don't like that part of my life. Yeah. Yeah, and then you meet people like Jace and he's 22 years old and he's turning over more than a million dollars a year and you're like, fuck, bro, just good on you, you know? Yeah. How yeah, good. Yeah. I, um, the like, when you talk about the five people around you that you spend the most time with, I actually, all of my friends are the same. Yeah. Like, I, my, like, Rosie, I've known her since I was 16, 17. Yeah. Um, my best friend, we're born a day apart. I've known her since I was a baby. Wow, like, yeah. Yeah, so I have these friendships that I've held on to for a really long time, but these friends have all evolved as well. Yeah. So these 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 friends are all doing amazing in their life. Yeah. You know, they're good people, you know. So, yeah, it's, re it's really interesting because you're, you're very right and, like, making sure you keep the right people around you Hugely as well. Hugely important. Yeah. And yep. deleting people that aren't. Yeah. It's and hard, but yeah. you, the better you get it, the, the just the quicker you move. Yeah, and that have the same values as you, and like, like just want to be a good person and yeah. want to want to do better for themselves. I know, 
Um, so I'm very lucky. Rosie's like my business partner as well as my friend. Like I yeah. know that's not very common. Um, but when we catch up, we the stuff we are talking about is like growth stuff. Yeah, we're, yeah, talk, yeah. we're talking about like about the business, about her career. She works for BHP. She's a safety superintendent. We're talking about our problems in business. We're talking about yeah. how we can like and supporting each other through that and helping each other and like like what's going on in each other's lives. Okay, that's really hard for you. How can I, you know, like, yeah. and yeah, I think like what you said about Jason coming here and asking you that question, having the people around you that ask those questions. Yeah, and care about the answer. And care about the mm. answer. That's what's important, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a bloody wild thing to, there's, there's an element in there where you actually have total control. Mm-hmm. You have total control. Yep. And I feel like the tighter you grip the wheel, the more you want more control. And you're like, oh, wow, I can actually, you know, like this bit of little toxicity in my mind or in my life or in my friendship group, I can actually work towards cutting that out. And then mm-hmm. once it's cut out, I can like then distance myself and then I can turn the other way and then I just don't have that anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know? And like you you have such – you have such so much time, but it's actually not a lot of time. Yeah. And I, I feel like – I have to be so selective in my time and how I spend it, especially having young kids because I only get a certain amount of hours a day. So like I need to, there's things I need to focus on. There's things I need to get done and there's conversations that I need to have and there's conversations that I don't need to have. Like I'm, I'm not going to have conversations about what someone, someone is doing something over there when like what's happening with their family. Like it, like, that doesn't affect me. It doesn't help me. So, like, how can I cut that out and focus yeah. on what helps me grow and helps the business grow and helps my family? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think also going to – we were speaking earlier about, like, people go, what's a good business idea where I don't have to work much <laughs> and I can just sit on the beach and be on my laptop and all that? And the idea is that you're going to gain more time. Yeah. You're going to get more value and more time into your life through being, you know, an entrepreneur or a business owner. Entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking <laughs> entrepreneur is a worse word than manifest or religion or anything, I believe. Like yeah. people say, oh, you're an entrepreneur. It's like, nah, dude, I'm just someone who moves. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm just someone who's just like stepping up, stepping up, stepping yeah. up. And not to a point to brag about. It's like, I do it in a way to challenge myself. Yeah. I want to know that I can. Yeah. It's not, it's not about anyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about you. And it's such a personal journey that yeah. people like to focus on the byproduct of like, oh, your success has been this. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm worried about today and tomorrow and the day after. I'm not yeah. looking back and going like, oh, I built this. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. But one thing I thought of just before is uh, I had some downtime where I went and had a chat with Jordan Jean Francesco. Do you know Jordan? Yeah, yep, yep. Right. So Jordan and I catch up. We try to catch up once a week. It's more yeah. like once every bloody five weeks because yeah. we're, I mean, he's so much busier than me, but we're both busy. And um, I went and sat down at like 1.30 the other day. Mm-hmm. and left there at four o'clock. Yeah. And it was the fucking best because yeah. we just, we're talking shop and I'm saying I'm dealing with this at the moment. I'm actually talking about going into commercial property. I want to do that, rah, rah. And like I leave there with a list of stuff to go and like just think on, to research, to get back to him about, to send to him, to, for him to send to me and all the rest. And you realize that the real like valuable part of having a business is like having the time to sit down and talk with people that really inspire you and motivate you and are fun to talk to and they value the same way you value them. But realistically, I had a business meeting. Yeah. That's what that was. Yeah. So there's two parts of this. How much I enjoyed that meeting, even though it was a business meeting, but it's like this thing, this this whole thing that I have 
that allows me, that affords me the time to go to do that. Mm-hmm. And then the thing that I'm looking forward to doing is business. Yeah. It's like, that's a good business. Yes. Yep. That's a good, that's what you should do is a thing that comes so organically and so easily. And when you're doing it, you're like, I'm in the middle of it and I'm having like, this, I'm at work right now and I'm yeah. loving this. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, that's the sort of business that you should try and get. A hundred percent. And you shouldn't be looking externally for your business. It's, you should be looking internally. Yeah. What do you like? What do you not like? What are you good at? Yeah. Yeah. What are you good at? It's a big one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I find, um, it's funny, actually, I was talking to a bloke who's coming to work for me and uh, we were talking about, I said, oh, imagine if you had like a shed and it was climate controlled and like the doors locked and uh, you just no one knew where the shed was and your job was detailing cars and you had all the tools you need to detail cars and all the all the different, you know, um, you know, washers and buffers and all the ceramic coating and all the rest, how good that would be. Because I know he's just like me. He loves finicky jobs that you can take way too long to do and he goes, man... That's the fucking goal, hey, just to be uninterrupted with a job that's going to take longer than you can perceive what the plan is going to be. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we should start a detailing business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like either of us are going to do that, but it's like that's one of those things where like that's such an easily monetizable idea. Yeah. And it's like I was saying that just as like a fun thought project for us to be like, oh, that's almost an ASMR feeling of like that'd be fucking sick, having all the tools you need to do a good job of something you like doing. Yeah. That's how business works. Yeah, that's well. That's what you need to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But fuck detailing cars. I like making clothes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I know you like you'd like it for a shorter period of time, and then do you? Yeah, yeah, I think I like detailing one car every six months. Yeah, 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 and yeah. being uninterrupted while doing it. Yeah, yeah. You do have to think about it. Like, you you got to realize that yes, you love doing it. Are you going to keep loving doing it if you're doing it every single day? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, also, like, I know when I was a truck driver, I like the, because um, being a truck driver, is you, you look back more than you look forward. Yeah. So you constantly, it's that alongside you have to move four moves in advance. Yeah. Because if you take, a, like, a, a road train into an area that you have to back out of, mm-hmm. you're so far uh, done, if you don't know how, especially if you don't know how to back a, a road train, but, like, you have to constantly be thinking, like, if I want to end up over there, how do I do that? If I'm, if I'm going to go around this corner, because you can't just turn a corner in a truck, you'll end up, you, one of your trailers is going to grab it. And so you have to swing all the way over here to go over there. So you're constantly mm-hmm. thinking steps ahead. Yeah. Driving a truck is so, so thinking four steps ahead. I really like. Yeah. yeah. That's like, Oh cool. We get to make a plan and stick to it. Sick. Yeah. And then adapting that into the business model of like, okay, so in business thinking four steps ahead is super advantageous. Mm, that strategy mindset. Right. Yeah. Right. So I think that looking, when you go like looking internally to find like, what do you like? What do you like doing? What resonates with you? Even looking at the method that you take mm-hmm. to achieve whatever you achieve and go like, well, which part do I like? If you're someone who likes checking off lists, mm. that's a huge benefit in business. Mm. You know, if you're someone who likes, you know, we've already kind of spoken about this, but like talking to people, lean into the talking to people thing. Yeah. If you're someone like Jason said on his podcast, like I started my business because I didn't want to deal with anyone. Mm. So I started a cleaning business. I come into your house way not there. I clean everything. I disappear. I get paid. Because the problem is now I'm so busy that I have to communicate with more people than ever because I need a staff of 20 people to keep up with the demand. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. But yeah, that, that finding like what do you actually like doing and then looking to make a business around that. Mm. Yeah. How interesting. Yeah. Anyway, how are you feeling? I'm, I'm feeling like we've, we've... I feel like we've covered a lot of stuff today. Mo- most topics <laughs> under the sun, hey? Yeah, yeah. I right feel yeah. like we could talk for probably another six hours, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you said before, I don't know what this chat's meant to be about. I find that 
whatever the common ground is between the guest and I, yeah. it's like usually we wrap that out pretty quickly and it's like, oh, we're talking about, it's always business. Yeah, yeah. I love business. I'm mostly yeah. talking to people who are either surrounded by business or in business for themselves. Yeah. So I think we've, we've hit the nail on the head. Perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> if people want to find you, where can they find you? Um, on Instagram, we're at The Climb Collaborative and or our website, www.theclimbcollaborative.com.au. Uh, or I also have Facebook. I'm working on TikTok. I just don't have a lot of time yeah, for that. Yeah, I don't know. So TikTok's one of those. I feel like our target market isn't really on TikTok, so I'm not putting too much effort into it, but I just feel like I have to be present on there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like um, you've got TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, your website. Threads. Yeah, threads. <laughs> I feel like pick two. Yeah. Pick yep. two and send it home. Yeah, and like yep. they, Obviously, you don't, own, you don't own your followers. You don't own the platform. But man, you also don't own 50 hours in a day. No. You only really own like 12 of them. Yeah, I'm about streamlining streamlining processes. The only reason I've even picked up TikTok is because I just download my reels and repost them to TikTok because Instagram and Facebook for us, that's where Facebook usually, Facebook groups is where we find a lot of... Facebook groups is huge. Massive, yeah. I think also um, the TikTok algorithm will throw you out using something generated in Instagram and vice versa. Yeah, yeah. So unfortunately... I mean, this is a fuck thing. If you create something in the app, it'll always prioritise it on the algorithm. Yeah. You know, use their music, use their features and all the rest. And especially if it's a new feature and mm-hmm. you use it, they'll help you even more. So then you go, well, okay, is the thing that has a TikTok logo or an Instagram logo floating around as valuable as something I could have created perhaps in my in third-party apps or whatever? Yeah. I don't know. That whole conversation is just fucking that's, boring to yeah, me now. Hey? Yeah, that's a whole... Because that's why I always just create a Reels in the Reels app because I know Instagram prioritise Reels yeah. created in Reels and that's where most of our like audience and community is. So yeah. whereas TikTok, I was like, oh, I'm not going to create TikToks and post them on Instagram. Yeah, it's silly. And I feel like TikToks are a different... It's a different um, form of entertainment. It is. I feel like I'm not going on to TikTok for business stuff. Yeah. I'm... I know that I can, and I wrote actually Rosie. Rosie's all about short form video content. Oh, <laughs> so really? She well, that's she's, super handy. She's just she's just all over reels, and she's always sending me reels and TikToks. I actually had to re-download TikTok because she just sent me TikToks all the time, yeah. and I never watched them. Sorry, Rosie. Um, so yeah, I, she always sends me all these really valuable reels and TikToks, and some of them are business stuff, and I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, maybe I can. But, yeah, it's about, I think, prioritising what's important in your business and, yeah. like, with the time you have. And at the moment, posting on social media, that's not getting me the clients that I want. Yeah. Like, I feel like if I do – normally every time I do post, I get some kind of lead or – and, I like, I, they're not usually – some of them are good leads. Other are, like, they're just, you know, trying to get – Yeah, you're a B2B style business. B2B, yeah. So the only businesses that are you really going to appeal to on Instagram are businesses that are on Instagram themselves. You know? Like I'm finding like my my B2C customers are just like, no offense, they're just shit. They want two things. They want it cheap. You know, when I I say like two things compared to like I had a customer the other day do a 160T order. Yeah. Compared to the person who's like, oh, can you print the two T's that I'm going to supply? It's like, do you understand that I'm literally like losing money on this job? Yeah, yeah. You know, like all the time is in the setup and the pack up. Yeah. And it's like if I'm setting up for two things where I don't mm. make money on the garment, mm. it's like I'm literally losing money. And there's all the time in the correspondence and all the rest. I'm not saying that I don't appreciate because that's what everything was built on B to C. Yeah. But then when you get a taste of B to B, you're like, 
oh, God damn, I can make that much money off one deal? Yeah, yeah. Whoa. So I think the lead generation of social media is definitely like, well, most users mm. are customers. They're not businesses. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's a, it is a hard sale. But also the greater, the greater um, portrait, uh, what am I trying to say? Portration, that's not a word. The greater way you're portrayed uh, by the community mm. through your your kind of like appearance i'm losing my words now through being on social media yeah. it's like that that stands for a lot yeah that's know? that's the value for me i think is we the reason we use social media so much for our marketing is yeah that trying to get our values and personality across and obviously it's a lot easier through social media than yeah. it is through any other platform to like people can get to know you what you like like are you genuine, supportive, approachable? These are all the things you can get across through socials. But yeah, hundred percent. Mm. Radio. Well, we better if, wrap it up. Yeah, if you'd like <laughs> to find more of Ash, everything is in the description below. Whether you're on YouTube or Spotify, or you, you, you know how the internet works. Just fucking find her. All right. Anyway, be good to your mum, <laughs> and we'll catch you later. Yo. <laughs>